1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat,
0: Sleep, Suplex, Retweets! You get a draft. You get a draft. Everybody gets a draft. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney and it's been draft crazy this week. Not only is this the ESSR draft that we'll be talking about today, but it's been a full week of draft coverage here on the ESSR feed, given that WWE's gone through a two-night draft over the space for a weekend and we've covered that in great detail. So if you want to listen to that, in deep discussion, be sure to check our back catalogue, the ESSR Central and feature shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Android podcasting sites. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex. We Tweet. Um Also, check out our YouTube channel where we've got the Conspiracy Theory hosted by uh, a certain goat, and we've also got uh, the Quiz Showdown series. With our latest episode, Quiz Showdown Four Goes Hollywood, coming out tomorrow. So make sure you're tuned in for that as we watch the GOAT David Campbell face our very own Scott McLeod in a 30-minute Ironman match. It's going to be something spectacular. And speaking of Scott McLeod, he is my regular co-host here on Saturday Draft Lives. Uh, How are you, Scott?
2: I'm very well, David, because, well, I'm looking forward to everybody finally seeing Quiz Showdown 4. Uh, It goes up on our YouTube channel live, 7pm British time uh, tomorrow and uh, you've got until next Saturday drive live to see it because we'll be openly discussing it uh on this show because I want to get my co my panelists' thoughts uh on the outcome. Uh you've been very
0: vocal on our ESSR community page as well, which you can also find uh on Facebook. You know, you've made your thoughts abundantly clear how you feel about uh this uh this challenge ahead of you. And you know, I think I think both of us here on Saturday Draft Live, you know, myself and our other co-host who have yet to mention, uh, Jack Graham. Jack Graham, how are you?
1: I think you forgot I was here, Dave. Oh, hi, my, I think I was forgotten there. I don't What's like what? that. don't like that at all, considering where I'm on this table and you forget me.
0: Oh, no, I, I just got caught up in all the drama. <laughs> 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 all right, well, I'm sorry, Jack. Uh, this is your moment, you know, you can uh, choose to speak out about anything that's on your mind at all
1: neglecting the hot stuff of the SSR like that. I'm not best pleased, Dave, but it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide, you know, where I'm, I'm sitting probably where I am now and, you know, it's, you're back in the host and shit. I don't want to rain your parade in, you know what I mean? So carry on, my friend, carry on.
0: <laughs> well, it is, like I said right at the start, it has been draft crazy, draft mad this week and we'll jump straight into our top threes. And with seven championship matches in total all this week across multiple promotions, it's been a a busy week for for points for scoring points left, right, and center. But our top three this week, starting in third place with nine points, is the universal champion and tribal chief, Roman Reigns, with a successful title defense over Braun Strowman on SmackDown. And with a guillotine hold as well, which I don't think we've ever seen uh, before before. Uh, Jack, you know Roman Reigns continues to elevate his way up the the mantra, you know, as the the top gun SmackDown and as a heel nonetheless. So, what did you think of this uh, match in general, knowing that you know it was a Universal Title match against a newly drafted Raw superstar, Braun Strowman? I love it.
1: I love. I love that. That happened with it. it kind it showcased more in Roman's kind of new side. That like he never, he never submits anyone. He's it's kind of showing that he's willing to do anything to win. And that was echoed in that match. And I think that considering over this next week, we also got Hell in a Cell next weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can see Roman Reigns benefiting yeah, that that wee prick Ryan Gallagher quite mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And speaking of
0: uh, Ryan Scott, um, Roman Reigns is his captain on his team. And, you know, Ryan's, you know, he's had a, horrific, he had a horrific season last season, but Roman Reigns obviously paying him dividends now with a universal title match this week. And as Jack mentioned, the universal title defense at Hell in a Cell, which I think it's most likely that he's going to probably retain that. How do you think this is going to affect Ryan's standing going forward now that he has another title defense just one week later?
2: Oh, I think it'll help him a lot because like even though there's a bit of a gap where Ryan is between like likes of, of Jack. Uh I think successful title defenses like this will help keep him in play for uh, the remainder of the season. It keeps him as Kevin outside bet to win this season. And like I'm very disappointed, like that he's on nine points because Hikaru Shida, my captain, was also earned nine points this week for a successful retention. So she just missed out on the, the top three, although I'm thankful that she managed to hold on to that title, because like that's the last thing I needed to lose another title on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think you. Uh, I think you did a wise thing by switching the captaincy over to Hikaru Shida as well, and it was a much needed successful title defense for her. So she's uh, keeping you steady, even though you're on the borderline of the the relegation zone at the minute. Well, so we'll, hopefully that good yeah, fortune. Hopefully, hopefully well, that hopefully. good fortune continues.
2: Hopefully she uh, she holds it past full gear because a big uh, pay-per-view title defence could be also be what I really need right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, so moving into the second place, uh, with 11 points this week, Jack, you must be pretty chuffed with another successful AEW tag team title defence from FTR uh, in their brush with greatness against best friends. So it's... Uh, FTR's brush with greatness, you know, it kind of reminds me of Cody defending the e, the TNT title last week. You know, it was a very consistent scorer uh, for points-wise, but do you think, uh, even though FTR are your captains, do you think this is a, like, a very comfortable points-getter for you every week, or do you think there's anything you could do to to shake up your, your team a bit?
1: I think it's, uh, it's quite interesting, FTR, obviously, you know, it was, I was questioned a lot at the start. Why why would I make F T R my captains when I had Drew McIntyre? And I think I've kinda of proved already why F T R is my captains, you know what I mean? Like they, they won the title straight away. They defended it like most weeks and picked up so many points, but they've they obviously beat best friends as they were the number one contenders. But next week you've got the four way Tag match to turn the number one contenders, and also you've got the young box, young bucks, young bucks involved. Hmm. You've got a private party. You've got the dark order, and uh, I can't even mind to the other team. Uh, butcher and blade, butcher and blade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, All this is going to lead up to Full Gear, I think it is in November. Yeah, November eighth, I think it is. Yeah, November uh, eighth. Yeah, but. Ah, it's. I could do maybe a brush of greatness or two before that show, you know what I mean? But while I get it, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, well, FTR is currently sitting at number two in the top ten this season with 67 points total, only two ahead of John Moxley and three ahead of the heart Business. So I, they're definitely in a, a strong position. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if you kept the captaincy on them just now.
1: Well, it's funny you bring that up, Dave. Oh. It is funny you bring that up I feel that In my current situation Mickey James broke her nose And hasn't been drafted She's out MGF. He's just been making appearance, appearances Alongside uh, Daniels, Chris Jericho Every and having a steak dinner He's not he, It's a good point Every week But it is what it is real Ripley Obviously he's got the big match Against Raquel Gonzalez At Halloween Havoc I think next week or the week after Uh, Adam Cole Kayfabe injured with broken ribs who knows when he's going to come back I need to make a bold move Right I don't know if it's going to happen because of with hell in a cell next week but I can see Drew appear multiple times on Raw and at hell in a cell regardless of the result and I need to get those points and I think that John Moxley's days is champion are numbered pretty soon as well so for that reason I am moving my captaincy to Drew McIntyre
0: Ooh, There you have it ladies and gentlemen, we have a captaincy change Jack Graham has made a bold play, he has now switched his captaincy from FTR to the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre I mean it's a certainly a bold strategy with Hell in a Cell coming up, but you never know, I think it could pay dividends and Jack, you obviously you're in a very precarious position in the table at the minute, so You've got to make a big play. When to I need, I need,
1: I need to do something. You know what I mean? It's like I, I can't just have this try and try and test a thing that's gone through already. So much. I need to. I need. I need to do something. And you know what? If if it, if it backspires on me fair enough. I can know that I at least gave it my best shot. You know what I mean? But yeah. as it stands with FTR, my captains, I don't think I'd win. So I need to. I need. I need the big pay-per-view points mm. from Drew McIntyre. Hell yeah. no.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see your thinking. And obviously, they'll continue the brush with greatness, FTR. So I think they'll still be consistent point scorers for you. I think overall, I mean, it's certainly a bold play, but I think it's also a very wise play. But we'll move into our number one scorer this week as well. And with a successful AEW title defense against uh, Lance Archer this week, it is the AEW world champion, John Moxley. So, Scott, someone we've been... Talking about quite a lot this season. Daniel's captain for the Elite Experience, like John Moxley, currently sitting third place in the top ten. I mean, what a steal! John Moxley's proven to be when we all thought you know he would lose the title to to MJF like at the very start of the season.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think also the fact that this match got delayed, so Moxley got another successful defence against uh, Kingston, and then the match against Butcher, and now this. So. Those extra couple of weeks have just given a couple more wins Daniel's way, so it's just improved his standing. It's like like I know Jack is like the fav our favourite Dave, but like Daniel is not out of the fight by a long shot with Mm-mm. uh with someone like John Moxley and after the draft, like some of these now smackdown picks that he's got like the Street Profits were uh, a title defense last night. Uh, I wanna briefly mention about Jack's uh, captain change. Uh, I think Helena will be like the proving ground here, definitely about how well this decision pays off you yet because the yeah, could lose, and I think as as much as a captaincy win helps you, like if your captain loses, you would lose as many points as you probably would gain. So you got to think how that's going to affect you, given how high you are now. And I get why you decided to move with Matriar because it's clear looking that floor where the Bucks are going to win and move on to field gear, but it's a case of wondering like are the Bucs going to win the belts in a so soon or is this going to be like you are going to win is going to be a first of a few matches a first of a series between these two so uh, I just hope it doesn't backfire and you end up regretting taking the captaincy off of them
1: uh, there's, there's no regrets here I don't think and I, my, my thinking as well is that obviously at the end of AEW John, John Moxley obviously beat Lance Archer but it seems as if the feud with Kingston's continuing, and I don't think they continue that feud for him to win again. You mean I think uh, that Kingston? I, I, yeah, I, I don't think they'd have that feud continue for John Moxley to win again. Considering like who could win coming from this number one contenders thing, I don't know. It's just I, I need I need to go bold because as it stands, I don't think I'm winning. I think if I'm being honest I think Ryan Gallagher's winning this right now and I need to make up all play so I, 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 need to, I need to do it it's I, I just, it, needs, it needs to be done unfortunately it needs to be done
0: okay well um, that's our top three for the week uh, but I'd like to jump into now uh, just to sort of briefly talk about what effect the draft has had on our teams because obviously we've all had members on our team uh, that have been affected in some way or another by, by the draft so but one thing I have noticed is that a lot of our teams, you know, whether they, you know, they become heavy leaning towards one brand in particular or another way, there have been some cases where actually very balanced teams have now been skewed. Uh, one particular example I want to point out is Ross's team, uh, the Turkey national team, which has Shayna Baszler, Keith Lee, uh, and Matt Riddle. Uh, both all of his WWE representatives are now a part of Monday Night Raw as uh, Matt Riddle was the only one that made a transfer so I have to ask you guys I'll I'll start with you Scott Uh, do you think uh, like in in the case of of Ross's team where his team is now pretty much raw heavy do you think this is going to affect how he scores up in the draft?
2: Um, Potentially because I don't want to jump too far ahead but Jack uh, I think is uh, lost now now after the draft is no more like SmackDown picks so that's affected him when we look at the top tens. So I think, yeah, I think it's all about balance. I've got a slightly more AEW heavy team this season. I think that's not paid off as much, clearly, given what position I'm in right now. But, you know, Oda, it doesn't really matter what I think about Ross's team. When, uh, you can ask him yourself. He's right here. Oh, Hello.
0: Ross. Oh, there you are. Great. Well,
1: well, up. well.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: Very well. Thank you for asking. I heard you the first time, there was no need to say it three times. (laughs) I I just came on here because, you know, far be it from me to agree with anything David Campbell ever says, you know, he'll tell you a truth, he'll tell you a lie, you know, the original Harvey Dent, two-faced bastard he is. (laughs) But he's mentioned before that you guys are a bit, you know, patting yourselves on the back, you know, as if Jack hasn't had two shit seasons already and now all of a sudden he's Leicester City. (laughs) <laughs> as if Dave hasn't won it once but then fell to 7th place, the Blackburn Rovers of the draft. And as if Scott's not hanging above the relegation place. I'm not You're going to use another football term because I've ran out. But, you know, still, <laughs> last week I listened in and this is a wee preview for what we'll be recording tomorrow. It might be Derby Day in Glasgow today. I might be a beer down already. But tomorrow, a bunch of us in this show... Go head, head to head, to head to head, to head, to head, to head to head. There's eight of us, <laughs> In the book it tournament for the first ever book book RT trophy, hosted by David Campbell. And well, I mean, apparently there's no need for first-round matchups, because apparently David Hockney's already beat Ryan Gallagher as if Ryan Gallagher didn't slap you about in the debating chamber. Scott has already beat Strike as if Strack didn't silence him when he threatened to open him up like a canoe. And then... (laughs) And then there's wee Jackie. Wee Jackie Fierre. Thinking he's a bulging. Apparently he's already beaten Ross. Apparently he carried the Raw report. As if... As if Ross wasn't there. But you weren't there
1: half the time.
3: I don't want fucking honour about it. As if... Jack... I wasn't there, Jack, for your first show. Wee nervous, Jack. Wee just at a uni, Jack. Wee... We still working in Morrison's Jack. All bright eyed, fresh faced, He's there, we Jackie Boy. And now all of a sudden Jack's hit puberty, he's got a civil service shagger job and his bodies have dropped. <laughs> and all of a sudden Jack feels like he can just bypass Ross McLeod as if Ross McLeod is not a threat here. As if Ross McLeod is just a, a non factor in this. And I just one question as as I get to my bedrock of my main question here, Jack. It's who the fuck do you think you are?
1: Jack fucking Graham, mate. You know yourself. I talk straight to the day I die. Mm. And that's what I'm here today.
3: Well, I did hear Scott's thing. And it's been a criticism of people on this podcast have had of me where I come up with things last minute. I, I do everything last minute. But, you know, my last minute is better than half the people on this podcast. Four months of preparation. So, Jack, just to be an asshole. I'm going to go out today and win, lose or draw play up the Glasgow Rangers I am going to get absolutely blooted and then tomorrow two hours before we go head to head I'm going to write up my card WCW versus WWF for our bracket and I am going to slap you silly with a hangover on two hours prep Great, right thank you, is that, is that it? you you
1: wasted that our that? time just for that
3: Wasting time. I've made your fucking patterless piss show worth listening to this week, Sunshine. Ooh. Maybe we've actually
1: got no, we've only got we're gonna get no listens now because you've came on it. But, like, <laughs> yeah. You became yeah. you became redundant since the extra feed's gone over. You're actually nothing here anymore.
3: Redundant? I've been on, I get called in to do the next two centrals. Oh, Grayson, I need
1: to do a central you I mean, I mean, next week. Oh. about
3: David Hockney will back this up. Before, before Jack Graham was even a thought, before Jack Graham was, well, let's be honest, as he is, an afterthought. Before that (laughs) happened, David, you know this, because you fucked off to America more times than David Campbell did. Every week on the main show, there was Ross, be it Strathclyde Uni, be it Cali Uni. Ross was in the studio. Ross was doing the shows from home. Ross was doing the interviews. Ross was ESSR. Ross still is ESSR. And on fucking Sunday... Ross takes his first step to not only becoming Quiz Showdown champion, but he's going to become the first ever Booker T winner. Well, um, Jack, do
0: we still have the bad list available?
1: <laughs> Ross, mate, you're nothing but a skid mark in my toilet bowl, son. You know what I mean? Oh, well, tell you what, this is this,
0: this is more interesting than the presidential debate right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right, you know <laughs> what? Anyway, no more, no more wasting time. We've got important stuff to talk here, so let's move straight into the top ten uh, while we're whilst we're here. So, uh, and as we know with the leaderboard this season, we've cranked it all the way up to eleven. So we've got eleven people. Eleventh place: Grant McRobbie with Team Lost and de Desteny, eighty-four points. We have the Goat, David Campbell with Team Goat on ninety-two points and just half a point ahead, borderline on the relegation zone. Scott McLeod with ninety-two and a half points. I mean. Drafting ain't easy Scott and you're certainly proving it here.
2: Yeah, no see, I don't I don't I wasn't lying this season with my my draft name, you know, I wasn't getting too ahead of myself with, like here we go to a role like last season, but mm-hmm. like it's not my fault the bloody everybody decides that they you knew they needed a break up for whatever reason, so they need a farewell match at the cost of Cesaro, Nakamura and yeah. Uh, Sheamus, who have been underutilized. I'm just, I'm being, my eyes are being open to how wasted some of the talent on SmackDown is being mm. right now, and because they're on my team and just unacceptable. And Now, like Seth Rollins is on SmackDown, like Sheamus and then were Ryback on SmackDown. Thankfully, Okarashida held on to the belt, but he Cody had to give himself back the TNT belt. So I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread here but they do can't, Like, can't just leave me alone. Can't. I? You always have to weasel his way back in, in my business, <laughs> Scott.
1: If I'm if I'm being honest, I think your days are slowly being numbered, and the game is certainly going to turn out to be a bogey for you. I'm i fearing the worst, and I, I, it, it does pain me to say that, but I'm i
2: starting to fear the worst for you. Nice, that you've got faith in me, Jack. <laughs> right, a little fierce. You're like George Michael. You got to have faith.
1: <laughs>
0: God's sake. All right, eighth place. Steven Wilson, ninety-six and a half points. The top one percent is basically in the bottom third at the minute of the minute. So it's uh, he's had a bit of a stinker of a season so far, but like a couple of his team, you know, have been dealing with injuries. The Viking Raiders are basically out for the remainder of the season. Uh, that's a that's a heavy loss for him. So it's I think it's just a matter of survival for him at this stage. Uh, Speaking of the devil himself, number seven, Ross McLeod, Turkey national team, hundred and five points. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you booting st- the good people of Turkey? <laughs> you you're a big xenophobe. Uh, uh, yes, I I have certainly proved. Well, Scott says drafting ain't easy. I've proved it's so easy. I can go away in holiday and get someone else to do it for me, and still be higher on the table than them.
0: <laughs> well, you, you, you're certainly holding firm in the middle, but you've come close a couple of times to winning seasons. Like, do you think it's either it's either going to be a really good season or really bad for you? It's like almost flip flopping.
3: Um, I think th- what may you know. COVID being what it is, I don't think Survivor Series will be Raw Smackdown NXT this year. Um, I think it might just be Raw Smackdown. But I also think that's what it might cost me because, yeah, I've got Riddle, Keith Lee, Shayna Baszler, but I've also got Lucha Brothers and Brandy Rhodes who are my AEW picks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bar them winning on Dark every week. They're not going to get me a lot of points, and I think Survivor Series time we saw, you know, we've seen time and time again how brand hopping, you know, can help people. Gary and uh, Stephen last year with Sasha and Bailey, you know, were hugely, hugely helped by the fact that they were on every brand, you know, when Adam Cole, baby, just so David can't see it, um, <laughs> was on Alan's team uh, last year during Survivor Series, you know, appearing on Raw and SmackDown every week, and then title matches that we knew he was going to win that uh, helped him, you know, dragged him up the table sort of like Cody did last season um, that, as that much as I hate to to give him praise that's something Alan always does really well he's never got a good core team but he's always got that one person you know, it was Adam Cole then it was Gallus I was going to say Dallas it was Gallus and then it was uh, last season it was Asker sorry, this season it's Asker that just dragged him up the table last season Cody Rhodes mm. uh, I'm just thinking Survivor Series might be a time when I might float into the relegation zone.
0: I mean, you were at the top of the table at the start of the season and you're slowly moving down again, so I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of uh, of you continuing to drop. I'm, to
3: I'm, I, much like Jack said, I am going to talk shit to the day I'm relegated and I, <laughs> I, will, I will still cry a foul. I will still cry cheat. I will still bring up the fact that Keith Lee appeared in the Thunderdome, but apparently I'm not getting that point. So I will still cry a foul of that. I'll say, you know, that was the point that made a season. <laughs> All
0: right, let's continue with the leaderboard. So, sixth place, Gary Kernahan, Team Viscera, 120 and a half points, a huge jump from uh, Ross's position. But this is where it starts to get interesting in terms of competitiveness because we're into our top five and at Fifth place we have Alan Lucas with team name redacted on 124 and a half, just four points ahead. And then literally again, it comes down to half a point. In fourth place it's yours truly with the DH Club 125 points. And then as we go to our top three, this is where the gap starts to widen again. Ryan Gallagher sitting comfortably third place uh, with the Bossackers 133 and a half points. And believe it or not, this week we have a tie for first place, both on 156 points. We have Daniel Campbell with the e Experience and our very own Jack Graham with Liquidation Relegation, still the same fantasy team. Uh, and, you know, we as we said earlier on the show, Jack just made a bold play to switch his captaincy from FTR to Drew McIntyre, given that Hell in a Cell coming up next week. But we've also mentioned that Ryan, you know, could still power ahead with Roman Reigns as his captain. He's got a title defence at Hell in a Cell as well. So it, it really is... All to play for with the the top three at this stage, but you never know. Anybody from fourth to six could still could still overtake. So I want to get you guys thoughts on. Do you think anybody that's currently sitting sort of middle of the table could jump into the top three or very much win the season? Jack, I'll start with no, you. No,
1: no. <laughs> I think if anyone's going to win it, it's me, Daniel Orayne. Uh, and obviously, like Dave, you've got a good chance of getting built up if Randy Orton does win, but. Ryan's got the surefire winner Roman Reigns at Hell in the Cell, and that's just going to cut anything yourself, Alan or Gary's going to do the next couple of weeks. Mm. It's I think as it stands right now, I wouldn't say it's Ryan's to lose, but Ryan's definitely got the best chance of winning here, mm. 100%. But with that being said, Ryan has been dealt a bit of a blow in the form of Finn
0: Balor having to get jaw surgery and he looks like to be out for the, the remainder of the season as well because the next NXT takeover isn't until December
1: I, I still think Roman Reigns has got, he's got that pull factor that obviously had to tell defence there he'll defend successfully defend Hell in a Cell he'll know that one whatever match he's got planned at Survivor Series and he'll appear regularly before that and even have matches in between he's mm-hmm. got enough in Roman Reigns to potentially win this I think Mm-hmm. And you've got Santos Escobar who's got his tail defence in a couple of weeks as well. Charlotte Flair's been drafted. She'll no doubt come back soon, potentially be in a Survivor Series team. It's, everything's playing well into Ryan's hand, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note of Charlotte Flair, Scott, um, you know, she was announced as a first-round draft pick for Raw. And you know, Jack made a very good point. When do you think Charlotte Flair will make her presence known uh, if, on WWE TV, given that you know, she's been bigged up as a first-round draft pick? And they've been advertising her all over social media.
2: Yeah, uh, I think if she is going to come back, it will be maybe in the lead-up to Survivor Series. Maybe she'll be if they do do Ross SmackDown. They have like a Ross SmackDown like Women's Safari Series match. She'll be brought back as like a big like member of that team. she like, and the final member of Team Raw from Charlotte Flair. And I've been having a quick look at the uh, the top five here, and with with Allen. I think there's a case where he could, maybe if he doesn't win it by Survivor Series, he could be in the top three, maybe even like third or second, because like Scott Asker, I think, out of anybody, is one of the most likely to have a strong performance at Survivor Series. Uh, and and if, hypothetically, the Young Bucks do beat FTR at full gear for the tag titles, then that could move him well up into third or second place. He's very close to, to winning it. David obviously... If things go wrong for Jack at, at Hell in a Cell, you benefit most from that with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman probably will feature, be featured regularly. Maybe a squash match here and there on Raw. You got Shotzi, will probably be featured heavily on Halloween. Have against the host, Nia Jax could appear on any show right now, given she's one half of the Women's Tie Team Champions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan again, like if Drew doesn't win at Drew doesn't win at Hell in a Cell and Roman does then I think I would move Jack just below Daniel like Daniel can get a few profits title defence in there mm-hmm. and just move in, right, and Ryan just creeping up behind Jack with in third plate like, Jaws sneaking up behind you. Like in the background. So Jack I wouldn't get too comfortable, with, I think. Wait till after hell in a cell and maybe into the lead up to full gear, then decide whether or not you've you're sure you've maybe won this because like I don't think you're you're out of the woods just yet, so
1: now that's, that's, that. I've been saying that all episodes, Scott. That as it stands, I don't think I'm winning right now. I think it's Ryan. Right it's all depending on what happens with Drew at Hell itself. But I think we need to we need to remember as well that the season premiere on Raw, asked us to defending our title against Lana. So,
0: oh, bloody Lana!
1: You can see Alan creeping up past David at four spot and getting closer to the top three as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah,
2: and uh, I can't, I do can't, I can't wait for. Uh... Can't wait for Charlotte if she does come back And David Campbell as if he needs more reason to run. his now talking about uh, how he got in Ryan's head, did you choose Charlotte Flair? And Ryan will say, No, you didn't, and he'll be going on and on about it like he was at the draft show.
0: <laughs> All right. Right. Let's uh I'd like to finish off today's show with talking about Daniel's team actually, because you never know, we've I think we've sort of overlooked him over this discussion and that you know, the street profits retained the SmackDown tag team titles this week as well by disqualification. So that's a nice little boost for him. And looking at his team overall, he's actually, I don't think he's actually been the most unaffected in terms of the draft because he has two SmackDown representatives in the form of the Street Profits and Kevin Owens. His Raw uh, pick is Alexa Bliss. From NXT, he's got Mercedes Martinez and he's got two from AEW in the form of John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Uh, and then you know, if John Moxley, you know, continues to defend the title as do the Street Profits, I think you never know. Daniel might just very well, you know, skip past everybody. But I'm actually kind of surprised that he's not put his captaincy on the Street Profits, given that they're so heavily featured on on Raw and SmackDown. Like, What do you guys think of that? To be fair, given that
2: John Moxley's number one in the top three, is it John Moxley that's his captain? Yeah, Moxley's yeah. captain. Yeah, well, since the Mox- given that Moxley's number one in the top three and he seems to be popping in the top three quite regularly over the last couple weeks, I would say no. Because like he's still in a prime position right now with Moxley as his captain, so I don't really see any like, reason for him to uh, to take the captain stay off of Moxley until we, we see who comes out on top of this tournament, and we see how likely it is that Moxley will uh, drop the, the title. That I don't see any reason from right now to consider moving the captaincy off of
1: him. I don't think the captaincy should be moved either, I agree with Scott. I think that Sheep Profits is a solid tag team pick, but you make that move, obviously we know what it's been like with AEW for all this season. You know, you took title defenses in willy-nilly, you know what I mean? And to not have that on your captaincy now, for Daniel anyway. I think it'd be a bit of a risk to move that to Street Profits.
0: Okay. Well, uh, fair enough. We'll uh, we'll see how things uh, expand as the draft goes on, and we'll uh, we'll leave it there as well, because we've got Hell in a Cell coming up next week. There'll be plenty to discuss ahead of uh, them. We'll review the matches going into the, the pay-per-view itself uh, next week, but just before we finish off for today, I do have an announcement I'd like to make, uh, and this concerns SDL as a whole. We're actually since we're now approaching three years of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet now, we're also approaching our 50th episode of Saturday Draft Live. So here's an exclusive from this show. In two weeks' time, on our Facebook community page, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, uh, make sure you're uh, signed up for that, we will be recording Saturday Draft Live, live on video, on our Facebook community page, so you get to see our... Beautiful
2: faces.
0: (laughs) I've
1: been given the moniker the hot stuff, you know what I mean. And ah, great page once again.
0: Less of that Donna Summers. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So that's our big announcement. In two weeks' time, our fiftieth episode of Saturday Draft Live, uh, in celebration of three years of Eat Sleep Superplex Retweet, we will be broadcasting it live on the Facebook community page. So be sure you're you're there to to watch us live for the first time ever. Tell and them who's going to be there, Dave. Tell them who's going to be in the show. Yeah, you'll feature myself, Jack Graham, Scott McLeod, and maybe one or two special
2: guests. Oh, I think we should announce who the, who the guest is, Dave, and I think, uh, I think it's also fine that we're finally living up to our name and we'll be live for once, you know, because if David Campbell can do it with the conspiracy theories, why can't we? And... uh uh, I've decided we've, we've mentioned him once or twice on this show I've decided for the good of the show for the good of the content the band will be lifted and on sdl 50 Daniel Campbell will be joining us as our special guest yeah, oh, I year cannot ball.
1: wait I cannot wait I'm wait. the number 2 of this draft this whole yep. entire season face to face live Oh.
0: yep so make sure you're, you're tuned in for that Uh, But just before we go, just remember you can catch Saturday Draft Live and all our regular weekly content here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, our feature shows and central shows on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android podcasting sites. Follow us at Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to follow the YouTube channel as well, where we have The Conspiracy Theory, hosted by David Campbell. And our latest episode of Quiz Showdown is coming out tomorrow, Uh, where we'll have the 30-minute Ironman match between Scott McLeod and David Campbell. Mm-hmm. And as for mentioned as well, over the coming few weeks, we will also have our Book It series coming out as well, where eight of us on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet will be competing for the Booker T. Trophy. So all that and more, plenty to come. My name's been David Hockney. I want to say thank you to Jack Graham. All right, thanks, Dave. Thank you, Scott McLeod. Thank you very much. And thank you to Ross for, for piping in as well earlier on and Ross has uh,
2: uh, left the building uh, of quite lately so
0: yep. this has been Saturday Draft Live and we'll see you next week
1: Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: it's my little escape
1: now Judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa, take it easy Judy